بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته إلى يوم لقائه أما بعد We continue with daily lectures and it is the second lecture of the lectures of Tazkiyah We had in the previous lesson something about this Tazkiyah and how important it is to purify ourselves, to try to increase our Iman, to fix the problem that attacks the most important limb in the body of human beings, which is the heart. Then we started talking about the small treatise named Dhammu Qaswati Al-Qalb, the small book of Imam Ibn Rajab Al-Hambali Rahmatullah. We had just quickly the biography or date of birth and death of Ibn Rajab and the name of the book and inshallah we start with the treaties. At the beginning Imam Ibn Rajab said Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Risalatun fi dhammi qaswati al-qalbi wa dhikri asbabiha wa ma tazulu bihi Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Whenever we open a book, religious book, book of hadith, fiqh, we will find, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, book of aqeedah, any book, inshallah, you will find Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim at the beginning. Why the authors all start with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim? First, because they do as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started his book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran, he started Surah Al-Fatiha with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim with the famous disagreement between the scholars if Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is a verse from Surah Al-Fatiha or it is just at the beginning like all other surahs you want to, to recite Surah Al-Baqarah Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alif Lam you want to start any surah you start with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim except Surah Bara'a Surah Tawbah so disagreement, some scholars say, no, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, one, Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, two. Some others, they said, no, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is just like title, like other surahs, just to start, then Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen is one. So, but we believe that Surah Fatiha started with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. It's part of it or not, we said it is disagreement. But the scholars, when they start their books, they start with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So the first, like Qur'an, to imitate Qur'an. The second one, the Prophet ﷺ, when he used to send messages and letters, they used to write, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The famous story in Sulh Hudaybiyah, they said, ar-Rahim, ar-Rahman, we don't know ar-Rahman, remove. Muhammad Rasulullah, they said, if you, we believed you were a messenger, we wouldn't fight you. So, but it shows that at the beginning it was written Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is what we should start our books, our uh, activities. And there is bas Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is called al-Basmala. There is Bismillah is called Tasmiya. So Basmala is Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Tasmiya is just Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and Bismillah we find it in lot of our things when we take our clothes we say bismillah in a lot of things we say bismillah before doing 
nearly everything. So the third thing, so we said first Quran, second the Prophet used to write it in the letters. The third is what we mean by Bismillah. We know Bismillah Rahman Rahim means in the name of Allah Rahman Rahim. We will explain inshallah. It means in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I'm doing what I'm going to do. So if I'm writing the author when he started writing he said Bismillah Rahman Rahim. It means in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I'm writing this book. When you open the door and you, you do you say Bismillah it means in the name of Allah I'm opening this door. When you take something, you say Bismillah. When we eat, Bismillah, I'm eating. In the name of Allah, I'm eating. And so. So, seeking Barakah. Seeking Barakah with the name of Allah. So, when I'm doing anything, I'm seeking Barakah to be put in this. I'm, if I'm eating, I wish Barakah in my food. I'm working Barakah in my job. The author, when he wrote this small treaties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put a lot of barakah because it's very summarized and very short but has benefit inshallah as we will see so he say, seek barakah from the bestower of barakah subhanahu wa ta'ala bism ism it means from sumo or sima in arabic why how arabs create this word ism ism means a name allah is one of the names of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala some scholars say Allah is the name that we don't need even to explain because it's the most famous. Because all the other names refer to Allah. When we say Ar-Rahim, Al-Malik, Al-Quddus, Al-Salam, Al-Mu'min, all these names refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have? 99. In hadith, the Prophet said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has 99 names. Whoever counts them, which means know them and act upon them because every name has results when i know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all seer al-basir i will feel shy to commit sins because i know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can see me wherever i am when i believe that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a samia the all hearer i will feel shy to say something bad because i know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hear me so uh, in hadith it says 99 but doesn't mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has only 99 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more than that because in the other hadith when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I ask you with any name that you have or you taught this name to one of your servants it means prophets or messengers أو أنزلته في كتابك or you send down this name أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك or you kept that name for yourself so there are some names that we don't know so Allah is the name that all the other names refer to المتوحد سبحانه وتعالى المخصوص بالعبودية والألوهية على الخلق أجمعين أو كما قال ابن عباس ابن عباس when he wanted to explain uh, of uh, the meaning of uh, Allah he said the one who deserve so everyone should and have to worship him and him the one who deserve to be worshipped subhanahu wa ta'ala ar-rahman ar-rahim ar-rahman ar-rahim two names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that come from rahma rahma is mercy the general meaning is mercy 
Difference between Ar-Rahman and Rahim. Some scholars say Ar-Rahman is the one who has mercy. It's one of his attributes. And Rahim, when he starts doing his mercy. So Ar-Rahman has attribute to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rahim, when we see this mercy. Some other opinions, some scholars say Ar-Rahman is the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses with all creation. And Rahim, the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give to the believers, which means Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا It means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept this rahmah to believers only, but this both ar-Rahman and Rahim, they have the meaning of mercy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be merciful with us and with all Muslims. Then he said, Alhamdulillah. Say, why he said Alhamdulillah? To imitate Quran. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah. Tabarruk, to seek barakah. Quran starts with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the authors decided to start his book with uh, both. It's why a lot of books you will find either Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, or Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa astaghfiruh. Khutbat al-Hajah. Why they start with Khutbat al-Hajah? Because it starts with Alhamdulillah, uh, Inna alhamdulillah, with praise, praises to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the other thing, because they want to uh, send praises to the one who deserve it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we say, Alhamdulillah, all praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he said, Risalatun fi dhammi qaswati qalb. Risala means either letter, when we send a letter to someone, we call it risala. Or these small books, you know this like leaflets. These small treaties, they, they are called Risala. This Matawiya. They call it, these leaflets are called Risala. Risalatun fi dhammi qaswati al-qalb. It's how the author gave it a name. He said, this small letter or this small message is called fi dhammi qaswati al-qalb. It is about this praise of the hardness of the heart. Qaswa is hardness. Inshallah, we try to learn this word because we will repeat it. This word will be repeated with us till the end of the book. So, qaswa, when we say qaswa is hardness. This praise, we are dispraising this hardness of the heart. And mentioning the reasons of hardness of the heart. And the things that remove hardness of the heart. He said, he said, now, like the title of the book is This praise, this qaswa The second, the reasons Third, the remedies So here he said, this praise of the hardness of the heart So he will start with the first chapter He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said قَالَ تَعَالَى ثُمَّ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ فَهِيَ كَالْحِجَارَةِ أَوْ أَشَدُّ قَسْوَةً He started with a verse of Qur'an. Like he wants to tell us, I'm telling you in this book about a very big illness. This illness affects hearts. This illness, when it touches the heart, nothing will benefit. And it's a very big problem. And we should ask ourselves, why? I listen to Qur'an, nothing. Sometimes the heart become hard. Someone miss the prayer. 
it's not a big issue. Commit sin, nothing happened. Uh, listen to khutbah Jumu'ah, talking about death, about this, about the grave, about the hereafter. Sin. After Jumu'ah, we come back to same sins. Why? Because we have problem in the heart. This problem is called qaswat al-qalb, hardness of the heart. So if we have illness, if someone has even a small flu, he will hurry to the doctor and he will tell him, give me any medications. So this hardness of the heart will cause loss in dunya and in akhirah. Because if the heart becomes hard and we don't look for remedies, we don't fix this problem, we lose. And the loss in the hereafter is worse than the loss here. Here, you are ill, you don't go to the doctor, you will be ill for a long time. At the end, maybe you die. You die, it's the end of life. And it's haram to do that, of course. But the problem with Qaswat al-Qalb and these illnesses that affect the heart, if you lose, you lose the hereafter. Dunya, if you lose, you lose something temporarily. But Akhirah, if you lose, it's eternally. This word abqa is problem. Because it's not something if it is abqa, if it's good, you are lucky. And alhamdulillah, if Alhamdulillah for everything. But the problem is if the person lose, if someone lose in the hereafter, it's eternal. There is no chance. People in the hereafter, they will say, the losers, we seek refuge with Allah from the loss in the hereafter. We say, let me come back to dunya. Maybe I will be pious. Maybe I will be righteous. But no way. This is just a word he will say. So this, we all want to win in the hereafter. And we all are afraid of loss. So we have to work hard to fix our hearts here. So here, the author is trying to make us see how big is the problem. It's not like you have a flu. If you go to the doctor, you will be cured maybe in two, three days. If you don't, maybe it will be one week, two weeks. This problem, you have first to realize that there is problem called Qaswat al-Qalb. Because maybe someone will tell him Qaswat al-Qalb, he say, what are you talking about? The heart is the organ, nothing. Or how you are saying hardness? Uh, the heart is the heart, there is blood. No, here we are meaning the heart where you take decisions, when you believe, when you take decision to stop the sins. We are talking about the organ that the Prophet said, The Prophet said, in the body, there is a limb, an organ. If this organ is good, all the rest of the body will be good. If this heart is corrupted, the body will be corrupted. So we have to look after this heart and try to find solutions. And if there is, if they tell you there is disease, there is illness, everyone will try to take all precautions, protect himself. They will tell you in that area, you will not go to that place. Why? Because you, you are afraid to be contaminated. So here, 
when the author tell us about Qaswat al-Qalb, we need to learn about it. How this Qaswat? Is it real? It is real. Why? Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator, he knows everything subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told us, ثُمَّ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ This verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about sons of Israel. Banu Israel. قال, ثُمَّ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ Then your heart have been hardened after that. فَهِيَ كَالْحِجَارَةِ أَوْ أَشَدُّ قَسْوَةِ So it became as hard as the stones or even harder. ثُمَّ بَيَّنَ وَجْهَ كَوْنِهَا أَشَدَّ قَسْوَةِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed that the hearts of the sons of Israel became more hard. He said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارِ He said, or maybe even worse than stones. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, some rocks, some stones, from there we have rivers. وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَشَّقَّقُ فَيَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ الْمَاءِ And some rocks, some stones, they split, and we have water from these stones. وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَحْبِطُ مِنْ خَشَّةِ اللَّهِ And some of the rocks that fall down from fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشَّةِ اللَّهِ If we have sent down this Qur'an to the mountain, you will see the mountain humbled and will become like dust from the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But our hearts, we can listen two hours to Qur'an and nothing. Why? Because we have this problem. This problem, it's not something we, we do as any other problem. Just put it under the carpet as they say. We have to face it. I have problem, I have problem. If you have problem in your body, you will not say, it's okay, I will live with it, no problem. No, you will go to the doctor. So same, if we have problem with our hearts, we have to work hard to know the problem, where is the problem situated. We have to be around good people. We have to learn from each other. We have to have lectures. We have to sit read Quran, read that sort of beneficial books, we have to read a hadith, we have to do a lot of efforts to remove this hardness from our hearts. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first verse is talking about Banu Israel. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the author, brought another verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُوا كالذين أوتوا الكتاب من قبل فطال عليهم الأمد فقست قلوبهم. Here the author brought a very powerful verse of Surah Al-Hadid. ألم يأني للذين آمن. Like Allah سبحانه وتعالى is calling us, is telling us, is it not the time yet? Has the time not come yet for the believers so that their hearts will humble and come back and repent? to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he sent down of haq, truth, Qur'an and sunnah and be not like those who had the scripture before the Jews and the Christians min qabl fata'al alayhim al-amad they had long time faqasat qulubuhum then they had hardness of the heart so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us when are you going to repent? when? are you going to have covenant with Allah with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but not to break it we many times we give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
have covenant. Oh Allah, I will repent. But every time we break it. This time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, when are you going to have real repentance, real tawbah, tawbah nasuh. Today in khutbah we had about tawbah. When are we having this real tawbah? When I repent and intend never to come back to sin. I intend never to go back. I really regret. I really cry from fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I intend never to go back to the sin. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and be not like the people of the scriptures. Why? When they didn't fix this problem in their heart, they had faqasat qulubuh. Their hearts became hard. And if the heart become hard, it's a very big problem. But it's, there is a solution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us solution. Then he said, وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أُولَٰئِكَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Woe to those who have hardness of the heart from remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are in manifest error. The previous verse, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا I just remembered the story, the famous story of Imam Zahid Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad. We all know the story of the Fudayl. Fudayl, they said, كَانَ قَاطِعْ طَرِيخٍ he was a thief and highwayman. But, and he has, like a woman, he loved her. And one night, he went, climbed the wall to see the woman. When he climbed the wall, someone was doing Qiyamul Layl. And that man, he was reciting, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ But look, there is something that we don't have. They understand Quran, which was something very powerful. It's why we need to attend as well tafsir, lectures of tafsir, and try to read tafsir. Because if we understand Quran, we will see things differently. So, him, Fudayl ibn Iyad, he was like a bad man. But when he heard the verse, the verses touched his heart. أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ He felt like the verse is talking to him. Like telling him, is it not the time yet to repent? What did he say? It is now, now. It's the time for me to repent. So, he repented. Then, he went to a place where he used to hide. Kharba. Where he used to hide. When he stayed there, he heard people. Some people were traveling. They said, let's go now at night. The other one, he said, no. Al-Fudayl will be in our way and he will take our stuff. He said, I'm sinner. And I made people, the believers, afraid of me. And I'm making people, like the life of people, hard. So he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me now to here to have another confirmation of my repentance. Then he repented and he became one of the great scholars and great zuhad. He divorced dunya after that. Because he saw how not important this dunya is. Then, the author said, فَوَصَفَ أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ بِالْقَسْوَةِ وَنَهَانَ عَنِ التَّشَبُّهِ بِهِمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the people of the scripture, they have hard hearts. Then, he was warning us from imitating them. Whenever we talk about imitating kuffar, most of people think of imitating kuffar apparently. They say, don't have same haircut. Don't have same clothing, don't, don't, this and that. 
But there is something more important. Don't follow them in hardness of the heart. Because most of the good and the bad comes first from the heart. Because if the heart is good, the body will become good. If the heart is corrupted, the body will follow. So first thing that we have to be different from the disbelievers is remove the hardness of the heart. And inshallah in the next lesson, lecture of this Dhammu Qaswati Al-Qalb, we will talk how the people of the scriptures, they have hardness of the heart. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every prayer we say, اِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَلْضَالِينَ Why we say, O oh Allah protect us from the path of these two categories and why they had hardness of the heart. Inshallah, we will learn this and more. We continue in this blessed treatise in the next lesson. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to soften our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove hardness from our hearts. Rabbana ati nufusana taqwaha wa zakiha anta khayru man zakaha anta waliyuha wa mawlaha Allahumma aghfir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabit aqdamana wa sunna ala al-qawm al-kafirin wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik ashadu an la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk